Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We celebrate today the feast of the prophet Zechariah and righteous Elizabeth, the parents of John the Forerunner. And what, in reading again from the Gospel of Luke about the nativity or the birth of John, I am struck by the silence that Zechariah whom we give the title prophet, that he is struck with silence. He goes in, because he is a priest, and he goes in to serve in the temple. The gospel makes note that Elizabeth and Zechariah are both Levites, they're from the tribe of Levi, and Levi, and not only that, that Elizabeth is from descent from Aaron. So we have priest upon priest. We have him going as it is his time to serve, because they had a rotating schedule to serve. And while he is serving in the midst of the temple, an angel appears to him, who says that he is Archangel Gabriel, and Zechariah responds, like everyone does in the Bible, when an angel appears, falling on his face in great fear and trembling. And Gabriel tells him that he's going to have a son, John, because Zachariah and Elizabeth have the one of the kind of thematic problems or challenges throughout the Old Testament. That is the problem of having a child. And so they stand like Abraham and Sarah. They stand like Hannah of old, having asked for a child. And the Archangel Gabriel, when he comes and reveals himself, tells Zechariah, your prayer has been heard. Now, there's two levels at which his prayer has been heard. As the priest going into the temple to pray is always praying for the salvation of Israel. So on one hand, he is having his prayer heard because John, whom he is to have and to name, is going to be the forerunner who will go forth in the spirit of Elijah, preparing the way of the Lord, bringing, uh, there's a reason why he's in the desert, he has this, the echoing Israel's own traversing of the desert into the promised land. So the voice of the prophet will be in the wilderness, preparing the way for Israel, for the return of God and his people to Jerusalem, to Zion. But Zechariah, and you would think the priest who goes into the temple, who knows scripture, who could imagine that he stands in the same place as Abraham and Sarah, he is a little bit flabbergasted. He's a little bit taken aback. He's afraid there's an angel before him. But he struggles to believe that this angel can do, of course, through God's grace, what the angel is telling him. So the angel says, you're going to not be able to speak because you don't believe what I am telling you. I can imagine, I have a feeling that Zachariah probably liked to talk a lot. There's probably a reason why, beyond his disbelief, but it's probably that he would have if I'm 
anything like this or conceive myself at all in this. I like to talk a lot. Talk about, you can imagine, you've heard this thing, good news, but what if? Is this, what was I, was something wrong with me? Was this a biochemical reaction? Was this, you know, and then even if he believes, he's like, what does this mean for me? Like, what does it mean? And you can just hear, you know, you can hear the household. If you just bugged the room, right? Elizabeth is probably like, please stop, Zachariah. I, yes, I know. Yes, I know. Okay. But he's muted. He can't speak. The silence that he stands in, he can hear everything, but he cannot react with his words. This is, of course, before John is even conceived. So we've got at least nine months of silence where Zechariah cannot speak. It is always a challenge for us when we are... There's always the challenge of all the bad news or all the things that we know that there's something wrong and broken for us to talk. To maybe talk it up more and more, feeding it, feeding it, it grows, it grows, it grows. This can also happen when good things are revealed to us and we can not, instead of growing the good, we undermine it, we undermine it, we, we talk or we talk around it, forgetting the blessing, what has come to us, what has been promised to us. His silence is only lifted when he acts out of faithfulness, out of belief in what the angel has told him. For when John is born, they're wondering, okay, what's his name going to be? Is it going to be Zechariah? Right? This is your name. This is a family name. We're going to name you after the father. And Elizabeth says, no. Zechariah is standing there. You can probably think, I, you know, I've got to say something. I need to say something. Now is the time. And so he can't speak still. So he writes the name John. And as soon as he shows the name written down, they know to name him John. He immediately can speak. The things that come forth from his mouth are praise, glory. It is not questions, doubts, or any of the things that can undermine the good news, but he has, in all of that time and silence, I'm sure that he learned, as the epistle of James tells us, that the tongue can be a great fire, it can contribute to a lot of damage and destruction, to growing our faithlessness, to growing all of the ifs, ands, whats, or buts that we can possibly think of. So let us learn from the silence of Zechariah, who at times it's best for us to hold our tongue. May God give us the grace, the strength, the patience, the wisdom to let our tongues lie silent because as our mothers told us if you don't have something good to say don't say anything and if you have something good to say like naming a moment being able to give praise and glory then do so to the glory of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen